Runner on first base, two outs, and the pitch. The runner goes. The throw down to second base, the tag, he is out. And that is another caught stealing. Welcome back to Caught Stealing with E. Marquez. Uh, today I'll be discussing baseball, uh, mainly the Houston Astros cheating scandal, if the punishment was right, and the news or the rumors that are happening uh, behind the scenes. So the Houston Astros was dealt a heavy blow by Major League Baseball. They were, they suspended their manager and they suspended their general manager. The owner of the Astros, an hour later, after the MLB did their investigation and announced their punishment, he wound up firing both manager and general manager. The Astros also are losing draft picks. They're losing first round and second round of the 2020 and the 2021. And guys are like, oh, that's no big deal. They're picking late in the draft anyway. They'll probably pick no higher than 14, 15. And like in 2020, they're picking 27 or 28. What well, is a big deal? Remember, Mike Trout was drafted 24th. Uh, Mookie Betts was drafted in like the third round. It is a big deal. It's a player that you're not going to have the ability to put in your farm system, develop. It's a body at the very least. They were also fined $5 million, and that's because that's the, that's the threshold. That is the minimum. That's the most that a team can be fined, which I think is ridiculous. But that's what they agreed upon. Or it's a good old boy network, all the owners. That's the most, you know, they, they decided to go with that, and they voted on that. So they gave themselves uh, they gave themselves a little slap on the hand punishment with that. But some are asking for a vacancy of the title, which doesn't mean anything to me. They still won the World Series. They played the game. If you want to make a difference, you... If you go and you vacate the title, you take away the rings, you erase them from the history books, fine. It's just embarrassing them. But, you know, you made a statement, I guess. But we know what happened. This occurred. If you want to have a PR, uh, a visual effect, then okay. You know, that's what happens. But we already seen what went on now in the 2017 world series they went seven games they won on the road that seventh game to win the world series so yeah they stole signs yeah they won 100 games in three years each year but they barely came out of that world series yeah world series championship is a world series championship they're a winner sure 
But overall, you know, they could have easily have lost it too. Now, does it make a difference? Does it make a difference in, you know, I guess they picked up a sign and they got a double off of it. But in that get in seventh game, if I remember correctly, they scored all their runs early. They scored all their runs in the first two innings off of you, Darvish. They had the tail on you, Darvish. They were, um, they knew what he was going to throw. They already scouted him. They had all those things. So, you know, th that's where they were at. Uh, do you vacate? For me, it doesn't matter. It happened. It doesn't matter. It's not like if it's anything. Do you take money out of their pocket? Do you bill them for wages gain and say that you're going to need to um, bring those wages or give those wages back? I don't know, possibly, but I think that Major League Baseball did what it had to do. This is unprecedented. Cheating in Major League Baseball never been sign stealing because it's an art to sign steal. When you're on second base and you see the catcher do his thing and you're like, oh, I picked up, you know, the indicator. I notice what he does when the ball comes. I can relay the message. It's an, it's an art. It's been in baseball forever. It's part of baseball. The third base coach gives gives signs to the base runner. If the pitcher picks up a sign, oh, he's going to steal. And he steps off the bag and throws him out, picks him off. That's a, that's an art of baseball. Now, using technology is the problem. I never was for having iPads or tablets in the dugout. If you're a batter, why do you, why do you depend on that? You're playing a game. See ball, hit ball. Ball comes to you on defense, you catch ball, throw ball. It's that simple. Why do you need technology? Use the technology after the game. Sure, that helps you get better. That's part of preparation. But during the game, you just play. Look, I coach. I coach high school baseball, and I coach. Um, and I do clinics. I, I teach uh, fundamental clinics, fundamental camps. In those, in those things, I can tell kids, I can tell these young players how to prepare themselves. I can show them video. I can show them how the pros do it. I can show them what prepares them to get into position to make a play or how they can be prepared to get their hands through the zone when they're hitting. But that could be useful when you're using technology. But in the game, you have to find a way to get on base. You have to find a way to get that guy on base home that's just it that's all it is in high school you it's easy as long as you don't strike out you have a chance because kids make mistakes and if you hit the ball hard enough on the ground you're, you're gonna get if you hit the ball hard 10 times on the ground as a team five four will get through so even if you don't hit it if you and then in another two will be base hits so that's a good percentage of chances of getting on base because these kids are not going to make diving plays. These kids are going to get nervous when the ball's hit to them. If it's hit hard, they'll get scared of the ball. This is happens. They're kids. They're young. They're young players. But the Major League Baseball and analytics and a lot of baseball, um, I guess a lot of the baseball snobs, that's what I call them, because a lot of these guys think they're smarter than everybody else. Like the Joe Maddens or um, like the analytic guys on the radio. 
the there's all these analytic professionals that think the numbers don't lie the 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 shredder Brian Kenny on MLB Network or all these guys on the radio that will tell you that you need to hit the ball in the air. Hitting the ball in the air is the best way. Well, in the pros it may be, but in the minor leagues or in college baseball or in little leagues or in high school, you want to hit the ball on the ground because it makes it tougher for the defense to make a play. But in the pros, they'll tell you, oh, those are easy outs. Yeah, they they could be. But then they want to praise walks when that has nothing to do with the batter. When the batter takes close calls, one at bat, the, the call on the black of the plate is not a strike. But then the other at bat is a strike. So this, these, they want to praise these players to, for getting walks. But then, you know, they don't go after the pitcher for walking batters, you know. You got if you're a pitcher, you have to get the batter to earn his way on base. And if you're a batter, you want to put pressure on the pitcher. You want to show the pitcher that you got to make a perfect pitch to get me out. Because that's not that's not always going to happen. So, hitting the ball on the ground forces the defense to make plays. And you want to put pressure on the defense. Yeah, that's the old adage as you're growing up, you hit the ball on the ground. And when you play in parks, especially in the inner cities, when you play in parks with no fences, there's no reason why to hit the ball in the air. But yeah, you want to get the ball over the infield. Well, on certain pitches, on certain mistakes, you just hit the ball hard. Line drives. I always teach line drives. I always want to get that front foot down, barrel through the zone, bottom hit the bottom half of the ball. Get some backspin on it. You get backspin on the ball and you hit it to the ground, it, get, it creates bad hops. If you get backspin on it and it gets in the air, it's a line drive. If you get backspin on it and get it up in the air, it's going to travel further. But, I mean, that's all That's all happenstance. It's, it, you know, the great players can do it more often than not or more often than the other players, maybe once or twice more. But the decent players will get the bat on the ball, and that's what you want to do. So getting the bat on the ball is the key. Now, these guys want to hit the ball in the air. And this is what's happening. The analytic guys, the baseball snobs, they're new. They're new to the game. And they want to tell you that this works, this works, this works, this works more than what you're doing. I heard the other day, pitching labs. Like they got pitching labs. Is it pitching labs or are they just pitching practice? I don't understand. You got Bauer from the Cincinnati Reds who wants like seven different cameras facing the pitcher. And he wants to know when you release a slider, on what angle of the ball, exactly when. So then he goes back to his, air quotes, pitching lab and then try to replicate it. But the guy throws 96, 97 miles an hour. He says he's not an athlete. But some way, somehow, he throws 96, 97 miles per hour high fastballs that are effective. That helps him. Not everybody's going to go into that pitching lab and learn something. I mean, it's called pitching practice. You use what you feel comfortable with. If you can get guys out, you get guys out. It's like Rich Hill. Rich Hill, there's always a game two in the playoffs that Rich Hill comes out, throws six innings, and as a fan, you're watching me like, how is this guy not getting pummeled? But I'm telling you, these baseball snobs, they need to park it. 
They need to take a step back because the Houston Astros were, according to Tim Kirchin from ESPN, they were one to um, be one of these baseball snobs. They were arrogant about the way they did things. You know, they, they had all the analytics. They did all this stuff. Sports Illustrated called them the 2017 World Series champions like four years, three years in advance. And they came out and, 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 and won the World Series. And they're all full of themselves. And all of a sudden, we find out that they did it while cheating. So which one is it? Is it the analytics? Well, you need video for analytics. So did they learn how to quantify sign stealing? Is that what it is? That's what it comes down to. It comes down to playing the game of baseball. Analytics, is it, you can look at it as more information. You can look at it as a nuisance. But each individual player is different. Sometimes a player's mechanical swing will benefit from the analytics going the other way, not picking, not using a leg kick, staying far away from the plate, using a shorter bat, using a lighter bat, those kind of things. Sure, trying to get the ball in the air, trying to get the ball on the ground. Some players have hit the ball harder on the ground than they do in the air. Well, whatever the case, these analytics with more information doesn't make you a better ball player. You know, and, and this is what the Houston Astros were. The Houston Astros were this team that all around Major League Baseball, they didn't have no respect for because they thought they were smarter than everybody. They reinvented the wheel. They, the, the reason why they were so good is because they had a leadoff hitter that was one fast, that played one of the, the fast positions, which is center field, and... He hit for power like Ricky Henderson, you know, and he was a he was a, a nuisance on the base paths. He's one of the own guys. That's George Springer. He's the only one of the only guys to do that in the league. And there's probably like five or six of those guys. So now the analytics would say that you need a power hitter up front batting first, or your best hitter analytically should be batting one or two in the lineup, which. Is not the case. And I went over this in a couple, few episodes ago, lineup constructions. And Joe Madden. Joe Madden is one of those guys. When he, he thinks he's smarter than everybody else, he thinks he's better than everybody else in the game of baseball. He thinks he's got it all. He's even said it in an interview with Cap, David Kaplan. He said his style is tried and true. Man, oh man. He couldn't be so, fir- he couldn't be so, Far from the truth. Because the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016 in spite of him. In spite of him. Kyle Hendricks could have pitched a complete game domination. But he went to John Lester for some reason. And he took Kyle Hendricks out. Maybe John Lester wasn't the problem. But he could have kept Kyle Hendricks in for another two, three innings. And then bring Lester to close it out. And it would have been done. Cubs wouldn't need the dramatics, but it wouldn't be a Cubs victory without the dramatics. So Joe Madden is one of those guys. Um, Dave Kapler, uh, Gabe Kapler, he's one of those guys. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of these guys that, oh, uh, analytics say you need to put your big power hitter up front. 
Because the 789 hitter is not going to get on base. So why you need your power hitter there? You got no pressure against the pitcher. Told you. Lineup construction is huge in the game of baseball. So that I think the punishment was okay. Giving them uh, one-year suspensions for the manager, general manager, and then no, no draft picks for the first two rounds, two years in a row, and $5 million fine. Fine. Um, what I wanted more, I don't know. I would have been interested to see what would be, what would happen if they did strip them of their title. But the Major League Baseball is saying that it was institutional control. The manager and general manager didn't have no control over them, over the the players running amok. Uh, they said that the players, it's hard to prove any player what they did, uh, or who did what. So since they couldn't go and pinpoint players, they went and grabbed the uh, manager and general manager. Um, some players are saying, or some reports have that the players got immunity, which I don't think is true. Immunity is only for the court of law. I mean, it's not for anything else. I mean, I mean, baseball could have said, yeah, 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 I won't do nothing to you. And then later will come out and say, no, nah, this player suspended for stealing signs. Why, why not? I mean, it's not like it's court of law or whatever. But um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't find, I don't, I don't think that's true at all. So, uh, some, you know, you can't pinpoint what player did what. Um, you know, who was benefiting, who did what, whatever. You can't pinpoint if there was pitchers that were doing it. I mean, they were stealing signs. Well, they were stealing signs on, you know, uh, uh, hitting runs, stolen base attempts. I don't know, but. The, the, the whole thing overall, I'm fine with their punishment. I thought the owner should have, as soon as he heard this was getting, was happening, should have fired his manager, general manager on the spot. Or as soon as he heard that the Major League Baseball is going to come down hard on him, make an example. Because there's no precedent for this. You know, there's no precedent. There's no sign stealing with technology um, ever to happen. I mean, there's there's gambling on your own team. You already know what that's about. There's the steroids. If you get caught, you know, baseball has I got a uniform punishment on that. So there's no, so this is unprecedented. So, you know, it's happened. It is what it is. And now we, we move on. So uh, there goes that Houston Astro thing. I will come back in the next segment and talk about some little of the rumors that are going on behind this because... Because this is taking a lot of the headlines, this is a perfect opportunity for teams to go in the back channels and underneath these headlines to make some moves. So we'll see what happens with these high contract players and see if they'll be changing locations. All right, we're back here. The one thing I wanted to bring up was the possibility of teams in Major League Baseball doing some moves underneath 
this scandal that's going on with the Astros. That way, they don't have all eyes on them or nobody is kind of pronging or, or hiding out or trying to watch their every move to see if they can break a story or two. So now that the Houston Astros thing is out there, look for teams to make moves. Look for teams to go under the radar, get deals done, because it's free and easy to travel and to talk and to meet somewhere. Because this Astro thing has everybody up in arms, along with, excuse me, excuse me, along with Joey Cora going to be getting suspended and the hammer coming down on him in the next couple of days. Look for Nolan Arenado to be traded. Look for Francisco Lindor to be traded. Look for some guys, some big name guys to be dealt Chris Bryant, look for these things to happen because this is the time right now because there's no eyes, all eyes on the Houston Astros. Um, Baseball doesn't have a problem. Now, they have an entertainment problem. The the, the on-field product is not as entertaining as it once was. But we know that these players are great. They, they really, really are talented. But they have to bring in an enjoyable product. They have to put up on, on an enjoyable product in the field. They got to get back to baseball. The purist, the baseball purist, the people that are going to always come back and watch the games, like myself, have grown up. We're, we're getting to 40, 45, 50 years old. And in my parents, 50, 50s, late 50s, 60, 65 years old, they're, you know, they're falling off. They'll just watch a couple games here and there. So you need to get those 30-somethings. You need to get those 25-year-olds. You're not going to get the youngs. The 14 to 20 to 25, forget about them. You have to make a product appealing where it's enjoyable with a nice glass of wine. It's enjoyable with a, gr- a great steak. That's what you need. You need to stay up there. Be a little bit more sophisticated. Yeah, have fun at the same time, but it'll be, be a little bit sophisticated because the game of baseball, it's, it's an art. It has to be taken as an art. So, you know, leave, the ba- leave basketball to the young people. Leave football to everyone. Leave football words at football's king, but baseball can still be America's pastime. You know, back in the back in the day, back in the golden era, or, or uh, they call it the golden era, but in the twenties and thirties and forties, they used to go to games in suits and top hats, and you know, it was a sophisticated game. But it's no longer like that anymore. It's too hot to go in a wool suit. You know, global warming. But go and and, and bring in these. You know, put a little cap on these baseball snobs and bring in people that love to watch the game that is an art. That's what you want to appeal to. Um, And, you know, use baseball as a metaphor for other things in their life. Because, you know, this is what this channel does. So, you know, kind of combine, use baseball to be able to combine it to other sports, you know. Bottom of the ninth, down two. 
You know, your big bopper is up. Two runners on base. Two minutes left in the game. Fourth quarter. You got a minimum of three possessions each in a basketball game. You know, a minute and 50 seconds left. You got the ball on the 13th yard, on 13 yard line. You got to go 77 yards to score a touchdown to win. Whatever, not 87 yards. You have to do this. You have to get, you have to put these things into, like make it where it's a baseball first analogy. And then you'll be into people's heads. You get into people's ideas. And that's what baseball needs to do on the field. Anyway, athletic ability, you know, a lot of smart ball players as they get older. You know, keep it simple. I, I don't I don't mind performance enhancers that would enhance players to recover. Now I do mind steroids because steroids is gonna break you down faster than you produce. Steroids is gonna put your body up and it's gonna all of a sudden snap off. Now if you're doing something where you're recovering quicker or you're taking testosterone or you're taking human growth growth hormone to help recover, that's different. And I think they might be a way to work both games into play. I mean both, you know, uh performance enhancing and baseball into play. Like there's a week uh, after July or two weeks after July where you can take your performance enhancer. I don't know, something like that where it creates an even playing field and we're not getting a bad product on the field. If they're not hitting three, four home runs, you're not seeing any runs. You see what I'm saying? So regardless, this week coming up is the Cubs convention at the Sheraton, Hill, uh, Sheraton Hotel in downtown Chicago. Um, look for some big moves from the Chicago Cubs. Look for some big moves from the um, Red Sox. There's going to be something going on this week. I just feel it. I don't know anything specific, but I just feel it. And Major League Baseball is going to get into talking to other teams, telling them, look, you need to make a move. You guys need to do some things. Let's get the news positive and get it away from this Houston Astro thing. So the pro- this thing for Houston, baseball and scandal go hand in hand. All right, so they need to figure it out. They need to get it to going. So um, I'll leave you there, and we will publish this episode soon. I just finished doing the watch along of the national championship, and it's crazy how this Astro thing is taking the news um, away from the LSU Tigers and their great, great, epic, historic season. So we just did that. We'll publish this one. Um, coming up and uh, you you well you already have heard it obviously but uh it would be after the national championship and um yeah let's see what happens in the days going forward uh this week also is uh the NFC and it's championship sunday so you got the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Green Bay Packers which i think the 49ers are going to win by 21 to 21 points and you got the Kansas City Chiefs versus uh the Tennessee Titans so um, let's see what happens here. I like the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs to win. Although I'm rooting, although uh, I'm having dilemmas with my own team, the Chicago Bears. Uh, I'm looking to get, like, I'm looking to start a separation and equal, e- even getting further where I divorce them. But it's hard because they got the greatest uniforms. 
They got the really beautiful uniforms. So it's hard to let them go so easy. But I'm leaning towards the Tennessee Titans or the San Francisco 49ers or just Patrick Mahomes to root for for the rest of my football rooting days. So I don't know. I'll bring it down. I'll see what gear looks nice. I'll see what gear I like the best. And I'll pick from there. And then hopefully the Bears will come back to my to my happy side. Um, but it looks like I want Pat Fitzgerald to be the football coach and the president of football operations. Seven-year, $70 million deal. Get him in. Get him in here. Change the landscape. Just give him the team. Matt Nagy, thanks. Ryan Pace, thanks. Ted Phillips, thanks. You guys can all go home. That's what I want. That's what I think is going to need me, is going to need for me to be back to being loving the Bears again. All right. So I will talk to you guys on the flip side. Thanks for listening. And enjoy the day.